I think it's okay. I think we can stop. I think if I was listening to a podcast, it wouldn't really bother me that much if it wasn't perfect. Okay. Um, So this is a podcast that doesn't have a name because, I mean, that's like, we'll think about it later. But, welcome to the podcast. Are we using our real names? I read not. Okay. What's your name then? Tom. Tom. Can I call you Major Tom? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And what's my name? You gotta pick. Oh, so much pressure. Well, let's say this episode, you can call me Beef. (laughs) Beef and cheese. Beef and cheese. Um, that's fine. I'll be beef. I'll change okay. the next episode again. Okay, so basically I had an idea, and that was to do a fortnightly podcast. Fortnightly means bi-weekly for those of us who don't use that word right I had often. to Google that when I signed my first rent contract. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You're like, a fortnight? How oh. many nights is that? <laughs> um, and we'll just start off with a series, basically, where... We choose our topic based on the next letter in the alphabet, 26 letters in the alphabet, 26 fortnights in a week, in a year, and in a year we'll have gone through that whole alphabet and we can decide if we want to do it again or never do this ever again, or we'll probably stop somewhere in like April and forget that we ever started this. All of those are good options to me. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so today would be episode one and we can just pick whatever topic we want that starts with the first letter of the alphabet which is a good job okay. tom what a smart guy you are major oh. tom <laughs> okay so what would you think would be, you'd like to talk about that starts with a Ooh. oh also i would thought that we don't have to do it every time and we probably will just wing it half the time but if we want to think of like three questions for me and three questions for you in regards to the in letter. regards to the topic uh, topic yeah yeah then we could do that so so have you thought of anything that starts with an a that you'd be curious to we talk about talked about it a couple of days ago you want to go with that one how about on the count of three you say what your le- your topic is starting with a and on the count of three i say it mine and we'll just see what comes out okay ready one, two, three, atheism. <laughs> I like atheism. Atheism? Yeah. Or assholes. We can combine them. <laughs> I can see they how come, they overlap. They come hand in hand sometimes. Sometimes they do. Okay. Not the atheists. Okay, the I have assholes. a question for you to yeah. start our podcast off. Um, are atheists assholes in your experience? No. Why or why not? Well, if you've asked me a couple of years ago... Mm-hmm. I might have answered that with a yeah, some of them. Mm. Though, if you ask me now, it's more of a no, not really. I think it's very... It's in some way, it's a lazy approach to any kind of theism, to just sure. say there ain't no theism. Um, but it's right. also often, like, I mean, a very rational, logical, scientific approach to it. So yeah. Is that what the A stands for? Ain't no... I don't know, but I think it does. <laughs> no, it's, isn't it like anti theism? So you're basically yeah, saying yeah. there is no belief, there is no like higher it, power, nothing. It, yeah, I'm, I'm just joking. Oh. It means like without theism. Without theism. But I think it makes sense if A stands for ain't no. Ain't no. <laughs> ain't no theism. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Okay, I, I'm, I'm trying to do this thing where I listen to you and then I respond. <laughs> but I was too busy thinking of my joke while you were talking. Yeah, I like what you said about it being lazy. Um, I think if I answered that same question myself, you can think of the next question for me. If I answered that, I would, yeah, for sure. A couple of years ago, I would say yes, because in my mind, without a theism, you're just like this depressed jerk that needs everyone else to be depressed because they just need to be right. And like my experience with atheists were not necessarily bad, but of course I always came in with like preconceived ideas of how they were. So every time they disagreed with me, I was like, wow, what a prick. Yeah, but do we believe that they're pricks and lazy and all of that? Because that's what we were told. Because and like atheists are unhappy, gray and black and gray and black. Yeah, like you can't people. be happy without God. Yeah, because I mean that's yeah. what we were fed most of our lives. Yeah. No, yeah. So because I mean when I look at a lot of atheist friends I have now, I'm like, they just don't give they don't give a rat's ass about it. They're okay with. The like the, that are, there, there's okay. like one or two people I can think of who are really concerned with it, mm. and they might actually be the unhappy people because I feel like they're still so unsettled, mm. and that makes them look very unhappy and gray and black. But I also know many of whom this whole religion topic is just not a topic they bother with or care about or wonder about. Yeah, actually, they're lighter and easier to yeah. be around because of it. Yeah. Okay. So the next question, I guess, for you. I'm the only one coming up with questions, I've noticed, (laughs) Um, is, okay, you you said what you would have said maybe a couple years ago when asked that question, but asked today, how would your, why, how would your answer be different and why would it be different? And the specific question is like, what are atheists assholes? Are atheists assholes? Well, I don't think what makes someone asshole is what they believe in. I think there are assholes who are religious and there's assholes who are atheists. It has nothing to do necessarily with what they believe in. Yeah. It's just that they either be an either you're an asshole about what you believe or you're not. Yeah. And the same goes your political belief, your sport team beliefs and <laughs> whatever cult you're a part of. <laughs> yeah, whatever cult you feel in, like. Either you're easy and friendly about it or you're an asshole about it. And yeah, so true. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. But like let's quickly since everyone is listening to this, no one, um, <laughs> where are you at? Like, where do you personally see yourself? Like, are you an atheist? Are you, well, where are you at? No, I, it's way more, it's a much bigger box to sit inside if you're agnostic. Because you can be atheist on Fridays <laughs> and then on Saturdays you can be kind of like a spiritualist or whatever. But no, I would say that I'm mostly um, agnostic. And then I vacillate between being fully atheist and then being like, oh, there could be a God and that could be beautiful. And unless he sucks, then of course, then screw him. I'm going to not believe in him just to spite him or whatever. But no, I think that it's really funny because when I talk to people like from, you know, my old life, all the church people, I fully like like putting on a glove I can just be like yes I'm so blessed like I can I can talk just like them and and it's not that I'm like changing my view it's just that I know the way that they see like things that they're grateful for as blessings and they see it as like God giving them things and I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that and so I don't really mind putting that on like I have a friend who is like oh yeah I'm just loving loving my husband loving Jesus doing the best I can you know and I'm like I can totally relate you know like 
except for the loving Jesus part. But I mean, I don't hate Jesus, you know, but I mean, I'm not going to tell her that. I'm just like, yeah, me too. Cause that's all good with me. Yeah. What about you? Down. Um, I think I'm deep down. I'm, I think I'm an atheist, mm-hmm. but I decide to be an agnostic and believe in a higher power because it just sounds really nice. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like a contradiction in itself and it, it is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. but it's just also nice to believe in something bigger. But yeah, if I really would like logically think it like from A to B to C, mm-hmm. I'm an atheist. <laughs> Depends on what day it is, how logical you are that day. Yeah, like how logical I want to be because sometimes it's just nice to believe in a higher power that guides us and that mm-hmm. gives purpose to things and has a plan for your life because, well, sometimes things are not good and then yeah. you're just like, okay, God has a plan for me and I'll get the right thing at the right time. And it's just it's nice. This segues perfectly into something that you've heard me say a million times, but I'll say it for the for the sake of this episode. And that is that there is one prevailing religion that, like, it goes through, you know, geography or your ethnic group or whatever religion you feel like you're already a part of. And it's something that everyone has, even atheists, even if you're found in the Western world, the Eastern world, or somewhere on an island where everything is extra unique. Um, And that is the religion of story. Like, the fact that we have these things in our heads called frontal cortexes makes us need to know the end. And therefore, we need to know the beginning. And so everything has to have a meaning attached to it. And sometimes, like, I really think that's true, though. Because even, like, you've heard me say this. This is why I feel subconscious saying this again. But I'm saying it for this. And I think that, like, you can either be a really really miserable atheist or really really at peace one and the difference is your story like you can say oh everything happened like totally coincidentally and nothing has meaning therefore you know therefore i am just a piece of dust and nobody cares about me or you can say everything happened with just you know with with coincidentally therefore i am the luckiest speck of dirt in existence and life is beautiful and the difference is the therefore like it's just the meaning that they're attaching to the same like piece the, of information the belief is the same but the understanding or the outworking of that belief yeah really decides if you're the asshole or you're not yeah <laughs> we're defining asshole as someone who's miserable and makes other people miserable <laughs> right now but yeah and so i think christians do the same thing i think if you're buddhist or hindu or muslim or scientologists I think you all you're doing is attaching a meeting to something that's unexplainable. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think and that's something that you've heard me say many, many times before. Mm-hmm. So it's also like, at what point is, what, what's the means to the end? That's a correct saying, right? I think so. I'm learning my English saying still after this many years. <laughs> um, no, but like, what's like, are you, are you in it? Are you in your faith for the meaning of the faith? And is that what gives you the meaning in life? Yeah. Or are you in it for the social club? And that's what gives you meaning in life. Because I think so many churches and mosques and other gatherings. other kind of gathering places for religious beliefs, mm-hmm. um, temples for our Scientology friends. Bowling clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling clubs. No, but like so many of those at the end of the day also are just a freaking country club, social club. Yeah. Like what's the difference between the country club where you play golf and the church where you, you sing. sing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And study the Bible and 
have and discussions around the it. church has its own golf club where people go golfing together and then there's literally zero difference left and I think yeah. that's one thing that i also really see why so many marriages never really discuss their different beliefs yeah and assume they're on the same page is yeah. that like they get what they need from that place yeah and for the wife it might be like the, the religious meaning and for the man it might be the social meaning or the other way around yeah same for their children so i think that what makes it so convenient to keep that in families because actually the church or any kind of religious gathering yeah offers so many facets to a social life yeah that's why even yeah. though i am an atheist and i see a lot of things that the church has done terribly wrong i think they still have an important place in society because of that because for many, many people, it gives yeah. them a place to belong. Unfortunately, that comes with homophobia and other horrible things. Yeah. And pedophilia, unfortunately, that it's covered up really well inside that, those kind of... But yeah. the same way pedophilia is getting Ugh. covered up in all other kind of social clubs. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting because it's like, it, it is important, but I also don't see how it couldn't be replaced with, like, a baseball like culture all all my kids play baseball so we're there every day we meet the guys there we have a barbecue on on the weekends and we do the the games all saturday long yeah but i don't i see i mean it could easily be replaced i think that's somewhat my point that at the end of the day they're very for societal like question yeah they're very equal because the same evil that we see inside the church could also comfortably take place in any other club because any other club is also we're better than them like we're red sox fans and yeah that's why we're better than eagles fans i don't really know much i think you just mix baseball and football but it doesn't matter that could happen sports are dumb yeah no but like yeah Yeah. i'm a baseball fan so i'm better than a football fan because football is stupid and baseball is so boring (laughs) and baseball is american Yeah. Right. No, I think like in the same way how the church covered up pedophilia perfectly, so did many sport clubs cover up pedophilia because now that trainer is such a good guy, he could never. It's exactly the same saying that that pastor is such a good guy, he would never. Yeah. It's any, yeah, people, we idolize a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Arguing and not you're not doing that, but arguing mm. for like oh the church is so bad and we should just replace it with baseball clubs and chess clubs and stuff. I don't think the issues that the church brings would be solved yeah. by that. No. I think it's just a human need for belonging and meaning. Yeah, and we we are always yeah it's the meaning we just need so much meaning and that's why we like allow actual assholes to rule and reign in our lives, whether that's an abusive relationship or a pastor or. Your coach. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Your your parent. Yeah. So then what would you say, since we kind of move from assholes and any kind of atheism or theism, a little bit to, like, what gives us meaning mm-hmm. and what gives us belonging? Yeah. Part A of my question for you is, where do you currently get that kind of meaning and belonging? Mm. And part B to that question is, what would you think would be generally a great place for where people should look for belonging and meaning? Oh, okay. Part A for me personally and part B for other people, okay? So, yes. All right. I think the first one um, is pretty normal, like you, my husband. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know, the adventure of life. And I think that... Like, I get a lot of meaning from, like, just doing things different for my parents. Being like, well, you know, I don't know. That gives me significance. Like, I'm not a limiting. That's nice to know. Um, and belonging, yeah. Right now it's just family because of COVID. So, really, it's you and my family here in Germany. 
that's basically my whole belonging right now. Yeah. Yeah, COVID definitely changed that. Yeah, your circles are really small, but I think that's kind of it for me right now. It's your everything, our future family is always in my mind. That really helps me like to know that's coming. You know, there's something to work for and stuff, yeah. It's I mean, I hope I wonder if someone would listen to that and be like, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. But no, I think it's enough. I think honestly, that's another point that's just a little branch off. It's like our appetite for belonging and meaning is like way too much sometimes. It feels like our appetite for sugar and salt, where it's like it has to have like an extremely like eternity sized meaning attached to it otherwise you know i'm a loser or i have nothing to live for but it's addiction and we're always talking about you know just live in today like just be grateful and we say that but then we just like feed our minds and our hearts like these extremely salty sugary diets of super meanings not realizing that we're just getting addicted and needing more and our ability to live in the now and be grateful and not be like total depressed and or anxious like Rex is like becoming harder and harder. Absolutely. And the stimuli we need to yeah. feel that. That's a good word. It's like getting bigger and bigger the same way how yeah. any drug addiction, you start off little and you need harder and harder and harder doses mm-hmm. to keep that like yeah. feeling covered. And then you're like all of a sudden that lady in the design show who's crying over a couch because it's the same color your grandmother had in her house and oh my grandmother's here and it's just like no, it's, it's just a nice couch. Like God, you don't need that to be attached to your grandmother. Like, yeah. it's beautiful. But also, it's also like, I just see it as like, oh my God, you're so fragile and not a good way. Like, in a no. bad way. And you have like a family. Like, you need to function. So my my answer for the question B, which is what other people should do, is just whatever you want with healthy boundaries. You know? Like, she can totally think that her grandmother's spirit or whatever or something memorable is in the couch. But like... If it's, like, to the point where if you found out it's not true, like, where you want to, like, jump off a bridge, like, those are some emotional boundaries you're not setting for yourself early on. Like you said, it's like the drugs, you know, like, smoke marijuana, and if you feel like you need more, take a break. Like, just set a boundary. It's good for you. Like, it, it doesn't have to be, like, catastrophic in the end, Yeah. you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, I would just say with boundaries. I think that's something that, like... As much as you and I talk sometimes, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to live 100 years ago? Simpler times, you know. They just didn't have all the screens and all the pressures. But on the other hand, they also didn't know a lot about boundaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's actually a, a huge gift of the 21st century that we actually, and more and more, we're talking about, like, uh, mental health and just having healthy emotions and healthy boundaries in our relationships and being able to say no and no, and just to know when something's good or bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add or critique? No, I think you summed it up very beautifully. Yeah. Like no question for you. And then we can end actually we can end it now. Yeah, like do like a twenty five minute goal or something, Max. Okay. Twenty yes. to twenty five. Good idea. We're like inventing this <laughs> as we go. So my question for you is what's one practical boundary in your life that makes you happier? Healthier. Well, it's not really a practical boundary. It kind of goes that it is. It serves that need for me, even though it's not a classic like one, two, three, four, five practical boundary. But I think for me, it's the understanding that selfish, fish, I come selfishism, selfishism. 
Is that a word I'm just trying to make? Selfishness? Up? Selfishness. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Selfishness and self-care are not the same. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to self-care. It's more of a guideline than a boundary for me. But yeah. I think I'm often afraid to be too selfish. It kind of runs in my mom's side of the family. That's like their eternal fear. And um, they're so, so kind. And they're so utterly fucking kind. Damn, now I said fuck. I made it. Now I forgot what I was saying. I think it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's what it is. No, but like, and the thing that, that often guides me to like neglect self care because I for no way in the world want to be selfish. Yeah. And that a certain selfishness is actually necessary for self care. Selfishness. Selfishness. You, you know that word. I think you're being recorded, like, makes you, like, forget some vocabulary, <laughs> you know. You already knew that. No, but on, on my on my post that I actually misspelled it, Shilson. I didn't know yeah, how to spell did. it there either, so I just made a, like, a line. It. Oh, wow. Anyways, yeah. Selfishness. I think that's that's really, that's important for me. That might not be important for everyone. Some people. No, I think that's brilliant, Yeah. Yeah, because you've seen people be, like, extra selfish because they're, like, they're, like, downright territorial. I have something in mind that yes. I'm not going to say. <laughs> but it's, like, okay, great. You have such amazing boundaries that you're, like, you're a total ass. <laughs> and yeah. there's, like, obviously, you know, a balance, I guess, because I also have that friend who's, like, always talking about her mental health to the point where you feel guilty if you text her at, like, one minute past her like deadline where she doesn't want to be texting after 10 p.m. or whatever that's an example that didn't actually happen but she'll be like posting this you know on her on our instagram like oh good friends like no one to give you space and stuff and i'm always self-conscious that she's gonna like slam me for not respecting her like mental health it's like it's such a topic in her in her mind at all times i feel like it's almost like she's making me in charge of it because yeah. she talks about it so openly so much. Like you don't have to read a text message if you don't want to read it. But you can't force people to not text you anymore. Yeah. Or block them. Yeah. If you never want to text them again. But just mm-hmm. don't read it. Turn your phone off. Yeah. She just makes me feel like really like, okay, I'm like walking on eggshells around you because your mental health. And I'm not saying that her mental health isn't important. It's just like I think there's a balance. Like in this particular individual, I feel like she's using mental health to give herself more significance, to make herself more important. You know what I mean? Like when someone acts like they're so busy, but they're not, it's because they need to feel important. I think that's how she is. Like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so protecting my mental health. Like, but it's kind of a way to like pull people in and push people away and like get control. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah. But with with mental health, self-care, like you're in charge of it. You have to take care of it. You can't make it out of responsibility to watch out for your mental health. Yeah. It's something that you always say is really profound about depression and it's like not a, not a popular ideology <laughs> that you have around depression, but like you're speaking from experience and that is you're in charge. You decide. And the only one who can really help you out of depression as much as like having psychologists and having doctors and having medication for some people is yeah. very, very important. I'm not like discounting that. No. I'm just saying if you don't want to get out of it, if you don't have to drive, you will not. You won't get out of it. Yeah. I'm not saying that as like a judgy or everything is so easy and fine. I'm talking from like personal experience here. Yeah. But it's what it is. Like you got to take the responsibility yourself and you need help to be able to take that responsibility. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're you in charge. You have to see it as what it is, which is support. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're in charge. 
you yeah. always be charged. You still got it. Yeah, you still got to stretch those atrophied muscles, you know, but you can still use the support yeah. of crutches and physical therapists in this example to help you get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Word. Well, any finishing sentences from you, Ange? Well, we started with our atheist assholes, and I would just say no, people are assholes sometimes in yeah. general. No matter what they believe in. Yeah. And I think that if you're conflicted on, like, where you land on the religious or spiritual scale or whatever you want to call it, you know, just think about the story you're telling yourself. Like, is it producing, this is a Christian way of saying it, is it producing the fruit you want in your life? Like, is that positive? And if it is, then go for it. Don't let any person who's decided a different story to tell you your story makes you immoral or weak or invalid yeah like just know your values and live by your values otherwise you're gonna be on your deathbed thinking why did i waste all my time with this group of people or whatever that's my encouragement i like it let's leave it up okay well this has been beef and major tom we'll see you guys next time on a podcast that doesn't have a name yet bye